At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy New Year, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross here from Circus Sportsbook here in Las Vegas. Wes Reynolds joining us from Mandalay Bay. And, Wes, we've got a great show lined up for the people today. Of course, we're going to have Mike Peranio joining you over there at Mandalay Bay today. Greg McElroy is going to join us, former Alabama quarterback, to talk about the Sugar Bowl preview, obviously, as Alabama and Georgia get ready to do it. For all the marbles here in about a week and a half. And then Amon Green, Nebraska great running back, is going to join us as well to talk all things bowl action here, betting across America. Obviously, Wes, we do have some bowl games going on right now. And again, Happy New Year to you, sir, over there at Mandalay Bay. I want to get your early thoughts here of the action going on. I see Iowa right now is trying to move it and make this a game against Kentucky. Looks like Arkansas trying to put the finishing touches on Penn State. Notre Dame, my goodness, all over Oakey State here at halftime uh, in the, the, de- the debut, rather, of Marcus Freeman. What's really caught your eye so far today here in the early slate of ball action, Wes? Well, Dave, Happy New Year to you as well. And I'll start with the game that's currently at halftime, that being Notre Dame and Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl in Glendale, Arizona. 28-14 Irish. Oklahoma State get, did get a late touchdown there in the second half. Oklahoma State minus three for the second half at BetMGM, 23 and a half on the total. The Cowboys actually got the late steam today against Notre Dame, mm-hmm. where they actually closed a favorite, but it has been mostly Notre Dame. The offense been very explosive. 342 passing yards through the air for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, that being Jack Cohn, 24 of 33, 342 and four touchdowns. And you can really see, Dave, I think that Oklahoma State misses Jim Knowles, who was their defensive coordinator of their top 10 defense that they had in America this season. Jim Knowles, by the way, going to take over as the Ohio State defensive coordinator. And we'll get to Ohio State, who is later scheduled to take on Utah in the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. So Jim Knowles is going to take that position after this game. And you could tell that Oklahoma State really misses him because to see a Notre Dame offense that's kind of been relatively pedestrian, relatively boilerplate, be so explosive. It is Marcus Freeman's first game now as head coach, was the defensive coordinator before Brian Kelly went down to Baton Rouge to take the Mm -hmm. LSU job. So, you know, you're seeing a Notre Dame, I think, offense be more aggressive through the air, and they're getting all they want down the field against Oklahoma State, but Oklahoma State minus three for the second half. Yeah, and again, Wes, to your point there, Notre Dame, from my observation, really struggling to run the football. So, 
you know, they said, all right, well, we'll just have to get it through the air. Tommy Reese is the OC there with a great uh, game plan so far against Oklahoma State. It's 63 and a half now, the adjusted total here at BetMGM. Wes, you're really good at this. When you see the overfly in that first half with 42 points, is your proclivity to take the under in the second half? Ordinarily, it usually is, Dave, but I think I'm going to lay out on this one because Notre Dame, quite frankly, has been a lot a lot more aggressive, I think, at their play calling. Tommy Rees, by the way, the former Irish quarterback, stayed at Notre Dame. He is still the offensive coordinator there for this team. And maybe with the new coach, he has a little bit more freedom, uh, mm. you know, because Brian Kelly obviously had his hand in the offense. Marcus Freeman, more of a defensive guy. This is his first game as a head coach. So maybe he's kind of letting Tommy Rees do what he wants to do and of course you know offensive coordinators are going to want to be aggressive if they're left to their own devices so that's why you're seeing them throw the ball so ordinarily I would say yeah go ahead and take the second half under I think this is going to slow down but this is something I'm just going to lay out for now all right and a couple other games right now in progress Wes that we should mention obviously Arkansas about four minutes to go in that one against Penn State holding on to that 24-10 lead they were actually down 10-7 at the halftime so maybe if you got them in the second half uh, that ticket might cash there. You see the adjusted totals uh, as we stand right now. In Kentucky, uh, we thought it'd be a, a defensive battle against Iowa. I don't know if we expected uh, this few points, 16 total points right now, seven minutes ago in the third quarter, as Kentucky's going to punt the football back to Iowa. What have you made of those two earlier contests here? And again, we saw Penn State take a little bit of the money here as it went up, I believe, to three and a half for Arkansas and then maybe settled around three. What did you think of, make of that line move in, in particular, Wes? Yeah, and this is one where I did get the better of the number because I do have Arkansas plus three when this came out. Initially, the Nittany Lions are four-point favorites. I took it at three. So when you take something at three and it closes three and a half the other way, you got almost a touchdown to closing line value. You've at least done your job, but mm-hmm. now the, obviously the team has to cooperate with your bet. And so far they are Arkansas 24 to 10, about 10 minutes left to go. They're at midfield right now just trying to put the finishing touches on this game. And really, you look, it's been kind of even in terms of the turnover battle. Two interceptions thrown by both quarterbacks, Sean Clifford for Penn State. Also, K.J. Jefferson has thrown a pair for Arkansas, but Arkansas really starting to exert their will running the football. 48 carries for 299 yards, 6.2 yards a carry. So, that's what you're seeing. They're kind of wearing them down. Actually, Arkansas had an opportunity to get points at the end of the half and got a little cute with a double pass. They got picked off mm-hmm. by Penn State. So, really, they should have at least been tied, but Arkansas absolutely asserting their will here in the second half. I will try to get you a live updated price right here. And Arkansas, by the way, and, and it's actually suspended right now, nine minutes left to go, but it was about 14 and a half because they are up 24 to 10, and they are also driving on the Nittany Lions right now. And then uh, going ahead to the uh, Citrus Bowl, mm-hmm. which is in Orlando, 13 to 3 Kentucky, seven minutes left to go. Wildcats minus nine and a half, 32 and a half currently on the total. Kind of what we expected that this was going to be a defensive battle with two teams that want to run the football. This was a pretty low total of 44. And right now the in-game total, 32 and a half Kentucky. You know, really, if you look at the stats, not exactly outplaying Iowa, but the two turnovers, the two interceptions thrown by the Hawkeyes, really the difference in this game. So this has been a quick-moving game, only six minutes left to go in the third quarter, 13-3 Wildcats. Yeah, good point, because normally the way Iowa has won this year is they get the turnovers. Now when they give the turnovers, that's why they're 10 points down. A lot of steam went Kentucky's way to get that all the way up to three uh, before that one kicked off today. So, again, to West, to your point, nine and a half right now, Kentucky 
on the live number. Uh, let's get to some of our, our smartest plays of the day, so we believe, Wes, some of our smart and hard plays here. And I do like Ole Miss today uh, laying the one against Baylor. And tell me if you're with me on that. And I know Baylor with that defense and what they did in Big 12 this year, and Dave Moran has done a, a spectacular job. I feel like there's momentum. And sometimes in these bowl matchups, you have to try to find the teams that you really feel are going to be highly motivated in this one. I think Lane Kiffin, Matt Corral, they really want to prove uh, that there's a reason why they stay together and, and Matt Corral's going to play in this in this bowl game here against Baylor, against that great defense. Are you with me on that, or do you think I, I might be on the wrong side of this one? Well, well, I actually haven't bet this game as of yet. I didn't really know what to do with it because I think it's about right here. I kind of lean the Ole Miss side, but I have not yet bet this game. You would expect kind of a high-scoring game mm -hmm. here, so I would – you know, be looking at like a first half over 29 and a half or so. I think the total right now is about 59. So I did not bet this game as of yet. It seems like a good way to send out Matt Corral, but this Baylor team, every time people have counted him out, they're like, okay, this team's not for real. And then they go ahead and show up in a big game. This is a, this is a big 12 championship team uh, here. So I didn't really get involved. I thought that this was actually one of the tougher games on the board to mm -hmm. handicap. I'm with you there, and again, to your point about Matt Corral sending him out the right way, that's why I kind of lean that way if we're going to get the points that you expect. I know it's one of your plays as well, first half over of 29 uh, in that game as well. So if there's more scoring than anticipated, that's kind of why I lean to Ole Miss. I think we both kind of like Utah today. That line move has, has been uh, significant here, 3-4, started off at 6, now it's settled at 4 West. Uh, I, I do like the Utes, and I mentioned it earlier with, with Femi, uh, earlier betting across America, that I just feel like on a neutral field, fully loaded teams, and we know Ohio State will not be fully loaded today. This was about a six, six-and-a-half point spread, now down to four, and you take away those weapons for Ohio State. I know they reload, but do you like the Utes in this spot? I do, and, and I only gave out the first half for the purpose of the show today at plus three because I have plus seven minus twenty in my pocket. Obviously, that is not available now. It's pretty <laughs> much four across the board. And to your point, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson did opt out for the NFL draft. They're top two receivers. Also, their, all, their left tackle is going to opt out and one of their star defensive players as well. I just thought Utah was a little bit more you could see as the motivated team. Now, sometimes a motivated team doesn't get the win or the cover because they're out talented, and that could very well happen here in the Rose Bowl. But Utah clearly is going to have, if you want to call it a home field advantage, they're going to have it because they're going to have more fans there. I know their athletic director, after they had sold about 32,000 tickets in their initial allotment, thought we're going to have maybe 50 or 60,000 fans here in the Rose Bowl. Ohio State, look, longer trip from Columbus. They returned several thousand of their tickets because Ohio State's used to being in the college football playoff. So it's almost like as ridiculous as this sound, they look at the Rose Bowl as a step down. And when you're a Big Ten person, like the Rose Bowl is life. Mm. I, and same with the Pac-12. I remember when Pete Carroll was at USC, you know, whatever happened with the playoff or the BCS, he goes, our goal every year is to go to the Rose Bowl. And that's what your goal should be as a Pac-12 team or a, or a Big Ten institution. So I am on the Utes here. I think that they're going to be more motivated. They, of course, had the tragedy with two players lost in two separate shooting incidents mm. in the offseason. So they've really been playing for them. They've kind of been a mission team ever since 
since Cameron Irving, the Texas transfer, took over at quarterback. They are 9-1. and one. Remember, they started 1-2 and two when it was the Baylor transfer, Charlie Brewer, who then lost his starting job and then transferred out of the program again. So I am with you on the Utes side here. I think the value has maybe been a little bit extracted here, but... I'm in at seven uh, minus a dollar twenty, so I beat the number. Now you just got to win the bet. Absolutely. So again, you've done your job as a handicapper, Wes, to get that best available number out there. To your point, let's see if Utah can come through now and finish the job. Uh, Iowa, by the way, right now is on the move. They're down thirteen to three, but they are deep in Kentucky territory again. That closed around three, three and a half, uh, depending on to Wes's point. Always getting that best number. Kentucky was well inside that field goal earlier in the week, but that late steam did come to the Wildcats' way. Still at halftime, Notre Dame 28-14, and Arkansas trying to close out Penn State with that 24-10 lead. When we come back, Wes and I will be discussing the big one. We're going to do it again. Oh, the SEC's down, huh? Not so much. We'll talk Georgia, Alabama. Come back with us. It's Betting Across America right here in VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available on VSIN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head over to VSIN.com to get the current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the very best value. Check the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and much, much more. Check out the prop tracker betting splits, key, key trends, rather, and matchup data for every game now at VSIN.com slash NFL. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds, who is over at Mandalay Bay. Talking a lot of college football today, uh, betting across America. We do have some breaking NFL news that we'll get to in a second, Wes. Uh, but again, right now, Iowa, by the way, is on the board 13 to 10, Wes. So we've got some adjusted numbers there. Uh, again, I, I mentioned this, depending on where you got that number, if you're a Kentucky backer, you might have laid three and a half if you didn't get the good number, Wes. Right now, it's a sweat as Kentucky's holding on to this three point lead. Yeah, Hawkeyes uh, did just get a touchdown here, a 20-yard touchdown run. So it's now 13 to 10, 305 left to go. Cats with the football, minus three and a half, plus a dollar five, 36 and a half your total. Neither of these two teams have really been that great offensively. Mm-hmm. Although Iowa now 240 yards, actually outgaining the Wildcats by 60. But it's been those two turnovers that have been the difference. As it looks like Kentucky going to have about a third and one here, a little less than three minutes to go in the Citrus Bowl in the third quarter gats up by three okay not a lot of movement in the other games Notre Dame with the first drive of the third quarter up 28 to 14 and right now Arkansas again six minutes ago there against Penn State 
with that 24 to 10 lead. But let's get to the big one now. Oh, the SEC is down after what happened earlier in the bowl week. And uh, of course, it's going to happen. Michigan and Cincinnati. Not so much. Now we are where we might have thought we'd be all along. The rematch from the Sugar Bowl. It's going to be Georgia and Alabama once again, not just for SEC supremacy, but for college football supremacy. Wes, you look at the numbers here with Georgia right now opening as a two and a half point favorite and that total 52 and a half. Whoa. So it feels a little high to me. I wonder what you make of the side and the total and where you think these lines might go. Yeah, I I think the line is going to pretty much stay a little bit where it is. Once you see a three pop, Alabama action, I think, will come in. We're seeing three and, like, even money at some places. I know it's two and a half minus $1.15 to the Georgia side at BetMGM. And that's where I think it's probably going to do. It's going to dance around it. Look, Alabama's going to get their supporters. And I think what we saw with Georgia last night, they're going to get their supporters. And I think what kind of happened yesterday with Georgia and Michigan, it was a little bit of the recent bias against Georgia because they forgot I think betters might have forgotten how dominant this team was all year yeah they lost to Alabama they had a clunker down in Atlanta in the SEC title game but this team was arguably the best defense in the country all year Mm -hmm. they proved why last night Michigan got a cosmetic score and a two-pointer at the end to end up putting up 11 points but this Georgia defense was absolutely dominant last night they won the battle and I said who's going to win the battle at the point of attack that's going to solve it here and that's what it was and Georgia won on both sides of the ball and really Dave it was the speed of the defense I know this SEC speed you know you get sick of hearing about it but (laughs) with Georgia on the defensive end it's absolutely true because look I went and watched a pretty darn good defense in person out here on Thursday night here in Las Vegas at the Las Vegas Bowl that being the Wisconsin Badgers and Georgia and Wisconsin and a lot of defensive categories were kind of one two depending on the order Georgia might have been one Wisconsin two or Wisconsin one Georgia two and that Wisconsin defense is a tremendous unit coached by Jim Leonard and they're fundamentally sound they take smart angles they don't miss tackles they call out other teams formations and signals so they know what they're doing but it's like the speed difference between Georgia and Wisconsin was astonishing and and, and Wisconsin's not slow and unathletic by any stretch of the imagination they're more athletic than given credit for but this Georgia team just on a different level and it's like there just aren't dudes like N'Kobe Dean and some of these guys that were so dominant on defense for Georgia and, and Michigan just absolutely got overwhelmed so I would lean Georgia on the side. I think, you know, they're looking to get another crack at these guys. I know Alabama is old tried and true. And, you know, when people were arguing that, okay, Cincinnati didn't belong in the game, they absolutely belong because who else belonged? Because we've That's seen right. other teams over the years against Alabama in that exact same spot. I don't care if it's Notre Dame. I don't care if it's Oklahoma. They've gotten their you-know-what's handed to them yep. just kind of like Cincinnati did. And Cincinnati's defense at least kept it competitive, just couldn't generate offense. But, you know, Alabama got the running game going yesterday. They're not going to be able to have Brian Robinson run for 200-plus yards against <laughs> Georgia, not against that defensive line. So this is going to have to be a little better game out of Bryce Young, even though he had three touchdown passes and just the one interception. That's what Alabama is going to look to do. They're going to want to take, I think, shots down the field. And that's how you can kind of get Georgia. That front seven, you're not going to get very often. But that secondary, you can get some passes. And even Michigan got a couple deep shots down the field, just weren't able to take advantage of them. No, absolutely. And I think there's some uh, some good points there that you made as far as really trying to find the best number. So, like, your point is Georgia, if you like Georgia, 
Maybe you snag it now at two and a half, assuming that it might get to that key number of three here. So maybe you stay inside that field goal number if you're a Georgia backer. So, again, it's a great case study here. When you saw the Michigan total last night, it closed at 45. Excuse me, it landed. The number landed on 45. The number closed at 46. But at pending, unless you're always really good at reminding the betting public, it's when you get that number. So some people, if they got the bad closing number, the steam came late to the over on that game. You were late to the party, and it could have cost you last night if you backed that over. When you look at the total here, 52-and-a-half, mentioning the deep shots that might be available there, what do you, where do you think this number might go? Do you think it rises or do you think it falls? It's going to go up because based on the first meeting, it was 41-24, to 24, remember, in early December down in Atlanta. You had Georgia in a losing effort, still had 449 yards of total offense. And Alabama, of course, had 536. Bryce Young pretty much won the Heisman that day with 421 yards passing, no turnovers. The two turnovers turned out to be a big difference in that game in that Alabama 41-24 win. Both teams ran the ball kind of okay, but not great. Alabama, 4.4 carry, 115 yards. Georgia, only 109 yards. And it's because Georgia got behind. Right. And one of the things about Georgia, and I was talking about this with uh, Femi yesterday on the My Guys program right here on Beeson, Georgia's a very good front runner. When they get out to a lead, they don't give it up. And you saw that last night against Michigan. But when they got to play from behind, that's when maybe they don't run as much of that play action that Stetson Bennett, I think, is really good at. And they got to kind of force things down the field. And you bring a little pressure, Stetson Bennett has shown he'll turn it over in those situations. So that's the whole key for Georgia is getting out to a lead. But in terms of the total, I do think it's probably going to get bet to the over. I think you're going to see 53, 53 and a half, 54. I don't know if it's going to rise that much higher than that, but because you'll get some buyback on the under. But I think the over is going to get at least the early support based on what we saw a few weeks ago. Yeah, I think you're right on. And again, this is what we're trying to advise, depending on which side you believe and total uh, that you think this game might play to. Those numbers are there now. They're not going to stay there. So you need to really uh, shop around here. But again, two and a half right now for Georgia, 52 and a half, uh, depending on which sides you might like. We do have some breaking NFL news, and it comes from Indianapolis. Not a big surprise here because you saw the lines really just a while. It was like a stock market game for Indianapolis and the Las Vegas Raiders here. It is now at eight here at BetMGM. And the reason there is Carson Wentz, he's going to play. So after testing positive as an unvaccinated player, in the span of a week, they've adjusted the rules, and Carson Wentz will be able to go now uh, against the Raiders here, and hence you see that number go up to eight. So, again, depending, this number went all the way down to two when it looked like number two wasn't going to be able to play. Now he's in, Wes. What do you make of this scenario? Uh, and, again, what do you make of the number now as it's gone all the way to the highest it's been now at eight? Yeah, this is about what I expected, and we were seeing some sevens and some seven-and-a-halves last night. Felt there might be a half-point reaction just when the news got confirmed. Better's kind of following the move that was already baked a little bit in the cake. So we're kind of right back to where we were. Mm -hmm. This was seven-and-a-half on the open on Sunday afternoon when they opened the following week's games. Then it got immediately bet, and I think part of it was due to potential COVID concerns with the Colts, but also the fact that if you watch that game last Saturday night against Arizona, 
Arizona, you had four offensive line starters out. You had three out before the game, and then you had Eric Fisher get hurt, so you only had Braden Smith on that right side. By the way, Braden Smith also activated from the COVID list, so it looks like the Colts are going to have a little bit of health, at least, on the offensive line, so I think that that's priced into the market. Uh, looks like a couple defenders also going to be available, Kari Willis and TJ Carey. We know Darius Leonard, their quarterback of their defense, who's also unvaccinated, missed uh, last week's game, but it looks like he's going to go. Rock Yassin is going to go. Zach Paschal at receiver. And then all the offensive line is back. So Colts at least looking like their full strength. I think if you're still looking to bet this, the value's probably already gone, considering when you thought Wentz was going to be out, this crashed all the way to two and a half. And look, Raiders playing for their playoff lives here. It's not like they have nothing to play right. for. So I have not yet bet this game, but I certainly wouldn't be laying the Colts in this spot. All right, we'll talk more about that and more on the NFL slate, Wes, here after we take a short break. But very quickly, Arkansas can take knees 24 to 10 if they so choose. Again, a minute and a half clock running there. Oklahoma State back on the board. We got a game in the Fiesta Bowl, 28-21. And Iowa has the football down just three. So we're going to get Wes's uh, updated numbers there as these games in progress are starting to heat up. Come on back. It's Betting Across America right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Get replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VSIN.com slash podcast. Get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more like first strike they're all free and available now at vison.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast dave ross alongside west reynolds he is over at mandalay bay i am here at circuit sports book wishing you and yours a happy new year everybody we do have one in the books arkansas has defeated penn state 24 to 10 that game is over but nothing is over till we decide it is in the fiesta bowl oklahoma state has the football back down seven ten minutes to go in the third quarter remember they were down 28 to seven and I was on the move right now, 13 to 10. They trail Kentucky, but have the football back. Uh, Wes, very quickly, I just tweeted at our buddy Tim Murray. I said, don't do this, Irish. W- what do you make of this comeback here from Mike Gundy offensively against Notre Dame's defense? Well, well, we're seeing the good Spencer Sanders. We did not see him in the Big 12 championship game where he turned it over. I think he threw like four interceptions. Mm-hmm. Hasn't thrown one yet today. 19 of 30 for 215 and three touchdowns. Oklahoma State's running the ball. Okay, 20 carries for 104 yards. And look, Notre Dame might have thought this was going to be a cakewalk, and they have not done anything yet so far in this quarter. You remember the Big 12 championship against Baylor where Sanders had 257 yards, and he did have, in fact, four interceptions, but has not not turned it over today and now the Irish I think you know they got up big it was 28 to 7 and it's like okay they're going to be rolling and all of a sudden Oklahoma State uh, decided that they wanted to give an effort here in the Fiesta Bowl and not get embarrassed against Notre Dame so Look, uh, Oklahoma State did get the late steam. They closed as the favorite because all the early action, I think, did come on Notre Dame. We all saw the video when Marcus Freeman got Mm -hmm. officially announced to the players and walked through that door as head coach, and they were pumped up. So you thought, okay, this team's going to be really ready here. But 
you know, teams are going to get up for Notre Dame in bowl games, Oklahoma State. So I didn't think that this was going to be a whitewash when I we saw that early lead on Notre Dame. So already 28-21, to 21, game has gone well over the total. It closed 45 and already 49 points on the board. So we do have an injured Oklahoma State lineman on the field. That's why we have the timeout. Just inside the 10-minute mark of the third quarter, Irish minus 4.5 and 68.5 and on the total. And then just to put a cap on that Outback Bowl, 24 to 10 final score Arkansas game goes under the total Arkansas covers all numbers if you took the early number like I did or even if you laid the late at three no problem 24 to 10 great job by Sam Pittman and his crew in just two years Sam Pittman who came from that Georgia staff under Kirby Smart he's really turned around this Arkansas program that had some pretty moribund years under Brett Bielema absolutely and again also one game I want to point out to you Wes and get your thoughts on here for the in-game betters is you see Kentucky 13 to 10. I just went off the board, but it was two and a half. So it goes under that key number here of three as I was on the move here. Uh, what do you make here? Is it one of those scenarios where because it's so close to the pre-flop uh, number, and again, this number has been moving from one to three to three and a half, back to three. Now the live number at two and a half. Do you just lay off it? Or do you say, whoa, Hawkeyes have all the momentum here in the fourth quarter? Yeah, we've got that game at a at an ad break right now, so we don't have a spread up, but the total is 32 and a half. It is 13 to 10. Kentucky, 11-12 left to go in the fourth quarter. Momentum has been all Iowa. They're the only team to score here in the second half. It was 13 to 3 Wildcats at the half, and really if you look at it, even though it's not showing in the score, Iowa's been the better team on the board. They've got 296 yards of total offense, pretty balanced, 150 rushing, 146 passing. It's just those two interceptions zone by Spencer Petras. So knowing what I know out of Kirk Ferentz and, and <laughs> O'Keefe, the offensive coordinator there, they are going to probably do a lot of running the football and very low risk throws for Petras to not turn this ball over. Remember, Petras did lose his job for a couple games earlier this season because he was ineffective and was battling some injuries and it was Alex Padilla that took his spot. So Iowa, I think, is going to just try to establish the run and play Iowa Hawkeye football and run the ball and play good defense to try to win the Citrus Bowl. All right, let's see if they can get that done. Again, right now, 13-10, we have a TV timeout, so we'll get back to that one. Let's go back to the NFL here, Wes, and, you know, maybe the marquee game of the day, certainly in the AFC potentially, could be the Bengals against the Chiefs. The Chiefs with their impressive winning streak. They take it now on the road to the Natty, where Cincinnati now is primed to potentially win the AFC North. Right now, this number has been a little bit in flux, but at four and a half right now was as high as five. Saw that earlier in the week with Kansas City on the road, and that total has ticked up now to 51 here. So what do you make of these numbers here, and you think that steam is the proper steam here for the over? Yeah, five is where I, I jumped in here. I think the number probably is about right. Look, the Chiefs are written for dead after that Tennessee game, and then all of a sudden they've won eight in a row, and now they're the number one seed, or at least in the driver's seat for that number one seed in the AFC. But I, I do think Cincinnati is for real. I know those numbers that Joe Burrow put up over 500 yards last week, probably a little bit inflated just uh, you know since Baltimore, we know, was very much hurting in the secondary. They're getting some guys back this week. But, look, Cincinnati, I think, has been up to the task. Uh, you know, when they've, when they've had to win these games, I've been impressed with these guys. The offensive line has very much improved, and and they're I think they're right in there. And, look, they control their own destiny for the AFC North. So 
I thought five was a little rich for Kansas City. Now, I wonder what Kansas City is going to do defensively, if they're going to try to get pressure with that front four. But Steve Spagnuolo, we know, loves to blitz. And Joe Burrow early in the season wasn't effective against the blitz, but now starting to get a little bit better. And, you know, he has been sacked 45 times mm-hmm. this season. So that is a little bit of a concern. This is still a developing and young offensive line for Cincinnati. Casey's defense has been absolutely dominant. Everybody focuses on the offense, but the defense has really carried this team. They've only given up 13 points a game the last six weeks, but eight straight wins, six straight covers. I think that's baked into the cake right now for Kansas City. So I thought this number was a little high. I thought it might be three and a half or four. So I went ahead and took five with the Bengals. Okay, very quickly, we do have a a developing situation in college football in the Citrus Bowl. Iowa has just taken the lead. Remember, they were down 13-3 at the half, and they've scored the only two touchdowns here in the second half. So they have a 17-13 lead, and now they've flipped to the favorite here at BetMGM. Kentucky now getting three and a half points here, and that total has crept back up to 37 and a half. So, Wes, boy, a shocker here if you're a Kentucky Wildcat backer going, man, I thought I kind of had this one in the bag, and all of a sudden uh, you're getting three and a half points in that live number. Yeah, here's my dumb self saying, run the ball, run the ball. Spencer Petras throws it up to Sam Laporta <laughs> for the 36-yard touchdown, 17-13. to 13, All Iowa this second half, 206 total yards, only 48 for Kentucky. And look, Iowa is one of those teams that's usually not too bad with the lead. They don't score a lot of points, but they don't give up a lot of points or a lot of yards. So this is not a team that you necessarily want to come from behind against. So Iowa right now, minus three and a half, minus $1.55. If you want to lay money line just to win the game, minus two and a quarter, plus 170 on Kentucky, 38 and a half, the total juice to the under. So look, I think Iowa has absolutely taken the momentum and the control of this game. They absolutely have. So Kentucky now 10 minutes and 40 seconds to go there. Notre Dame got a stop of Oklahoma State, and they now have a second down across their own 30-yard line, 28-21 there. So we'll keep a watchful eye there. The live number Notre Dame 6.5 right now in that uh, third quarter. Let's get back to the NFL in another really tough game for me to read. And, and uh, Wes, I got to get your thoughts on it because I feel like the right side of this Washington and Philadelphia game should be the Washington football team after that embarrassing performance on Sunday Night Football for all the world to see, where I think the Cowboys just scored again. Now they're going to get four and a half against the Red Hot Eagles, who've got everything on the line here. If Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, if they can stop fighting amongst themselves, do you think they put up a fight against the boys from the city of Brotherly Shove? And Dave, we talk about, look, you want to beat the number and get the better of the closer. I'm probably not going to get it in this game. I did take three and a half earlier in the week with the football team. It's probably going to close around four and a half or five. And it was really just playing and kind of buying on weakness with this team Mm -hmm. because we saw what happened to them at Dallas on Sunday night. And that was just a game that just kind of got out of hand. And those things actually do happen. So you don't, I think, want to put too much emphasis on that result. We saw them get blown out. Guys fighting on the sidelines there in Uh, in Dallas uh, with the Washington defensive line, but Philadelphia, when you look at it, they're in a spot that they're not used to. Now they're a road favorite in a game that they have to win for like playoff hopes. Washington, not mathematically eliminated, but for all intents and purposes, they would need a lot of help. These two teams met 12 days ago. 
Washington won 27-17, ran the football all over these guys. Keep the eye on the injury report for Miles Sanders, though, who I believe is going to be out. Jordan yep. Howard also was a question if he was going to play with the Stinger. I think Washington is actually, maybe this is kind of their last hurrah, and they know it, even though for all intents and purposes, they're probably not going to be in the playoffs. Philadelphia has taken advantage of a really soft schedule, especially in the second half of the season. These guys have not beaten a team over 500 all season, so I'm a little lukewarm on these guys as a road favorite. I know they've covered a couple times, and it was against the Giants, and it was against the Jets. I think Washington's better than those two teams, so I am on the WFT, although I am at a worse number currently. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you, and again, as a Cowboy fan, it's tough to put money on the Washington football team after what you just saw, but I think the numbers would dictate that's the right play. We got drama in college football. Mike Prani are going to join us also over there at Mandalay Sports. Uh, Sports. Uh, come on back. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on New Year's Day. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any sport to win 200 bucks in free bets. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy the holiday like never before and score big with the king of sports books. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets when you bet on any sport on New Year's Day. Start up the year off the right way and discover why there's nothing like a win at BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Dave Ross here at Circus Sportsbook. Happy New Year, everybody. Let's go out to the Sportsbook Manager at Mandalay Bay, Mike Ferranio, who's joined by our own Wes Reynolds and... Mike, I, I wonder where the steam, I saw it all come in on Kentucky. I had Kentucky earlier in the week. I'm sweating this one out, gentlemen. Wes, Mike, it looks like uh, Kentucky just got turned away. It might be a good day for Iowa backers. Yeah, certainly, Dave. Uh, three and a half minus 225, 36 and a half on the total. Fourth and one, Kentucky goes for it. They do get stopped. By the way, we'll update the other game real quick. 28 to 21, 427 left to go in the third quarter. Notre Dame laying three and a half minus a buck 20, 65 and a half on the total here at BetMGM. It's been pretty much all Oklahoma State this quarter. It was 28-14. Oklahoma State has the lone score. Any big decisions on either of those two? 
you know what? Uh, we had some. Uh, Arkansas was uh, a, a loss for us. It was four to one tickets, seven to one money. So that was pretty bad for us. But we need Iowa and Baylor. Those are pretty significant. There was Baylor had a lot of sharp action, mm -hmm. uh, flipping them from a one point dog to I think a one point favorite, maybe even higher some places. But uh, the money count on Ole Miss is two to one. Um, the Ohio State game is kind of interesting because that moves from six to minus four on sharp action. But uh, money today has been on Ohio State mostly. Yeah, and, and I figured it would be too because Utah, I think the, the number adjustment or those that were taking it early, I, I ended up following suit doing that, taking it with the Utes, thinking that there were going to be some opt-outs for Ohio State. And their two top receivers, uh, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, opted out. Then you saw the immediate crash. And then I thought – if it got to three, which it never really did, I saw it get to three and a half, there'd be buyback on Ohio State. But nevertheless, yeah. you're getting Ohio State money on game day. That's not a surprise. But, Mike, let's flip back to last night, what we saw, and what we saw is what we usually see. The yeah. SEC, their demise has been greatly exaggerated, okay? The bottom half <laughs> of the conference and the middle of the conference is absolutely gettable. But the top two, the big boys, yeah. are not all that gettable. Alabama wins 27 to six over Cincinnati, who, you know, made it respectable, didn't get blown out, but never really were in the game to win it. And then, of course, Georgia over Michigan, 34 to 11. Michigan gets a cosmetic score. Were those good decisions for the house? Both the SEC teams getting home. Yeah, uh, you know, usually we don't need favorites, but uh, we had a bunch of six-figure bets on both dogs and the points and money line and. Uh, taking them all down was very, very good for us. And your point on the SEC is uh, perfect. I, I've got a guy that follows SEC, Larry Palladino, who's big on that. And he told me a couple years ago, and emphasized it today, the best two teams in the country are always from the SEC. And then mm -hmm. to your point, it drops down, and the farther you go down, it gets worse and worse. So uh, they maybe aren't the strongest top to bottom, but top the top they're the mm -hmm. best by far and and that's who we're going to have at lucas oil stadium in my hometown of indianapolis indiana next monday on the 10th and georgia alabama here we go again a month ago yeah. they met in the sec title game went alabama's way but georgia right now at bet mgm minus two and a half minus a dollar 15 when a three shows it get juiced to the alabama side and right. that's what i think we're going to see 52 and a half from a future standpoint or just from the early action, what are you guys looking for? And I know that that's going to change, obviously, yeah. throughout the week. Yeah, it'll change. I mean, but currently, we're winners on both those, Alabama and Georgia. Uh, Georgia's much better result, but they're good for us. You know, Alabama, even the SEC, they don't ever get big odds to start with, but you get mm -hmm. more quantity bets on them, especially as the season goes down. Uh, Michigan was our biggest liability, so their elimination, uh, we're, we're in good shape. We're going to win no matter what, basically with the futures unless there's something drastic uh, on the sides when this game gets bet through the week. Yeah, absolutely, gentlemen. I, and I, we do have a score, yep. by the way, and I'll throw it to Dave uh, when we get to the NFL here. Uh, 28 to 28 now, eight combined touchdown passes. Wow. No uh, running back touchdowns for either of these two teams, which is a big surprise because this was one of the lowest totals on the board at 44, 45. I think yeah. this is where it closed here at BetMGM. Now all tied at 28. This was all Irish early, 28 to 7. This looked like it was going to be a cakewalk for Marcus Freeman in his debut. And now all tied at 28. Spencer Sanders, this is not the Spencer Sanders we saw in the Big 12 title game against Baylor a few weeks ago. And now Oklahoma State at Beta MGM, minus two and a half currently on the in-play line, 72 and a half on the total. If you want to go money line, 
Dave. Minus 130 on the Cowpokes and even money on the Irish. Yeah, right now, gentlemen, the sweat is on for the fighting Tim Murray's here as Notre Dame has given up that 21-point lead here. Still a ton of time to go in that one. And Iowa, by the way, looks like they're going to punt the football back to Kentucky, still holding on to that 17-13 lead. Uh, Mike, I did want to get your, your pick your brain here on the NFL a little bit as we look ahead to the Sunday slate. And Wes and I talked about it earlier in the program here, Betting Across America, and that is the Indianapolis Colts against the, the Raiders here from Las Vegas as this game will take place in Indy. And this line move has been all over the map. We understand why Carson Wentz, early in the week, he, he, he tests positive for COVID-19. He's not vaccinated. He's going to be out. NFL kind of switches the protocols here. And now, all of a sudden, he's been cleared to play in this game. So it opened up at about seven, seven and a half, went all the way down to as low as two. Now it's all the way up to eight. Mike, how have you been able to handicap for these type scenarios when the NFL has been switching the guidance here in the protocols literally midweek? Yeah, I mean, you got to give a hand to the BetMGM traders. I mean, uh, liability is tough to evaluate on most of these games. Large, small, sudden line changes due to COVID. Nobody knows who's going to play. Uh, and betting is ma uh, made a, as a COVID line moves in concert with announcements. With announcement. So we hear it, we move it. We hear something else, we move it. Uh, there's obviously some big middles to play here, but the good thing for us and BetMGM is unless you're Kreskin, you're not going to know who's going to have COVID or not. Mm -hmm. so, so it's not as bad for us. As long as we get the information first, we're okay. And uh, they're on top of that as much as humanly possible. But you're seeing alternate reasons. I'm going to be out, but I'm not going to be out. So it, it, it's very tough. But I think we discussed last week and even the week before, we've kind of made a decision to taper off what kind of big bets we'll take until later in the week. And I don't think we had first half lines out until yesterday, late yesterday. Right. So, you know, that right. makes a big difference if you can hold off on those. And really, if you hold off, we're not affecting the tourists. They're here. They're going to be here anyway those days. The Sharpies are having uh, not as much action early in the week. And, and I think they understand we have to be a little careful on that. So in terms of what you've seen, Mike, in terms of like maybe some of the early wise guy moves, have they been mainly COVID or injury related or something like that? Or have you seen yeah. some sharp sides out there? This yeah, week? I mean, the Raiders Colts is a perfect example you guys brought up. Uh, that game is an elevator ride. The Colts COVID announcements had sharps taking the Raiders and moving the Colts 2-2, like you said, from minus 7 to 2, and now it's, I didn't realize it was back up to 8, but that's uh, that's sharp moving moving those money, and a little bit of the public, of course, but uh, it, like I said, it's just tough to judge liability on this, because things could change. We could need a team on Monday, Tuesday that changes completely, depending on COVID. Right. Now, uh, what are you seeing so far, at least from a lot of the casual betters here? You know, and I know most of that action is going to come on game day, as it always does, from casual betters maybe getting their new right. BetMGM apps out here that we have a friendly staff out there to help you yeah. open here at Mandalay Bay. What are some of the public sides you're seeing? I got to think the Cowboys are one of them. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys are one of them. Uh, the biggest one, though, that we're getting hammered on right now, it's so one-sided, is the Rams over the, the Ravens. It's mm -hmm. six-to-one tickets and eight to one on the money. And the other reason, for some reason, I'm not sure, because it doesn't seem like a big marquee game to me, is that Eagles over Redskins is also very, very one-sided. But uh, we're definitely going to need the Ravens and the Redskins tomorrow. And like you mentioned, the, the other game, too. Yeah, and you mentioned that, Eagles, by the way, because they have playoff implications. By the way, if you're betting that, I would give advice to bettors. 
that's already baked into the cake, guys. These guys know <laughs> what the playoff scenarios are, so you're not going to pull a fast one on them. So keep in mind, if you are betting that, you are already paying the tax in that number. Yeah, we, we, we're more concerned about if they're going to have a flex game and they're going to move the Raiders game. Right. From an operational standpoint, it makes a big difference whether the game's Saturday, Sunday, how we staff it. But right. as far as money goes, you're right. It doesn't really matter. It's mostly operational for us. All right, gentlemen, uh, Mike Ferrani, always appreciate your insight. Again, the Sportsbook Manager at Mandalay Bay. Happy New Year to Mike. When we come back here, Oklahoma State on the move in a tie game. Kentucky on the move, down by four. We've got drama in these bowl games. Come on back. Much more to get to, plus Utah uh, will preview their game against Ohio State as well. So plenty of NFL and college football to talk about. Come on back. It's Betting Across America right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.